The question is, how do we deal with emotions? Um, all of the different traditions, all of the spiritual traditions, they say very different things about how you deal with emotions. But there is a certain crossover. So, um, if you take like the Buddhist tradition, which has become quite famous in its, in its approach to emotions, it kind of says to not pay them too much attention and to to let them come and go, to to be unemotional though allowing emotions to be if they are they are like your state your center while the emotions are passing you by. There's a there's a great master, great um, Zen master who's famous for. Um, being threatened to die and saying, "I, if I'm going to die, I might have a cup of tea. Would you like one too?" And so his aggressors, the people who were going to kill him, were so impressed that they didn't kill him. And then he became famous for that and got quite annoyed about how everyone asked him about that instead of asking him about important things like inner peace. Um, but years later, he said, "Well." The lesson you can learn from that is that here's how you deal with emotions. You stay peaceful, you have a cup of tea. Emotions can come, they can go, they'll leave by themselves. So that's the Buddhist approach. Um, but if you take, say, the Jewish approach, the Jewish approach tends to be very emotional. There's a lot of complaining, there's a lot of excitement, there's a lot of tears, um, so, so somehow they're jumping into the emotion rather than leaving it to the side. My sense is that the, the Jewish approach is, is about taking emotions to extremes, but taking it to different extremes at the same time, so that there is a touch of sadness in the happiness, and there's a touch of happiness in the sadness. And this means that Although it is extreme and emotional, it still maintains the centre because um, you're not going on one direction and leaving the centre to the side. You're going in both directions and still the centre is part of it. So the Buddhism would remain at the centre and the Judaism would keep the centre at the centre and expand into the emotion. Yoga... The yogic approach is to focus on the center, to not to, to become oblivious of the emotions because you're so focused on the central emotion, which is the universal love. I so focus on universal love, but everything else kind of becomes unimportant. That's another way. Um, then what else do we have? Christian approach. Well, the, the, the deep Christian approach to to emotion is to allow it and to ask for God, the Divine, to improve your emotional life. Not to try to do anything yourself, but allow the Divine intervention. Um, so, so the intervention shows you the path rather than you choosing what you do with those emotions. 
So there are there are other traditions, of course. Um, I'm not very familiar with the Islamic tr approach to emotion, and then there's of course the shamanic approach, which um, I'm also not so familiar with. But what you can see is that they a central point on all of them is the cent is 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 the center. The central point is the center, obviously, yeah. So if we can maintain our center, then it doesn't matter what we do with our emotions. We can play with the emotions or we can ignore the emotions as long as we're maintaining our, maintaining our core, peaceful, connected center. Um, my own personal favorite way of dealing with emotions is kind of surfing them. You take the emotion and keep using it in the most positive form. So all emotions have have a positive and negative spin that they can take. If you take fear and allow it to close you up, then it, it really um, it limits your abilities in life. But if you take fear and allow it to, like a, a warrior, the fear enables you to respond quickly and effectively to run and to to respond um, then fear can actually be a positive thing so it creates a kind of awareness and a kind of sensitivity to the world around you and a responsiveness to the world around you anger creates a kind of determination uh, an ability to to put your energy where you to, to making a change, to making things better. Um, sadness leads you to connect, to connect to the divine, to, to connect to others, um, etc. Um, embarrassment leads you to wisdom and understanding how to do things better. If you can take the emotions and, and find their positive spin and use that positivity in them to a good effect, then that's another way that is makes the emotion actually have a, a purpose and a value in, in life and in your activities. This is something that um, performers do a lot, um, and perhaps that's why I'm so into it, because I am a performer. So as, a, as an actor, you know that you have to use the stress of the theatre to fuel your all of the emotions that you need to portray on the stage and so you can't deny the emotions and remain peaceful you actually have to take those emotions and use them and work with them and transform them into whatever way you want to send that energy back out into the world um, and in music too we the music is is not very interesting unless there's some kind of emotional energy that has been sent in through that that music but at the same time music in, in most cases good music is very very centered so there's a, a sense of emotion and exploring all the depths of emotion but maintaining that center through it so um, yeah that's that's a, an approach that I like very much and yes it's very good for performance I also find it really useful for facilitation um, 
it's, it's possible to, in facilitating groups and facilitating communities, you, if you try to be unemotional, then you can do some good work. But you don't like really connect with people and you don't find yourself expressing yourself truly. If you can kind of ride the emotional wave like that, then you can use all kinds of different ways of expressing yourself. And because each one of them is positive, um, you can respond very appropriately to the situation, but in a positive way. So, yeah, you do get angry, but instead of taking that anger out on people, you use it as a drive and you speak passionately about the things that you believe in. And, and yeah, you do get embarrassed, but it doesn't close you up, etc. Another thing to think about here is um, this idea that's being bandied about that there are only really two emotions, love and fear. Um, and this is kind of like, it is literally true and yet deeply misleading. There are only two responses to life, but to call them love and fear makes people think they're something different to what, what you think, because the love and fear that's being talked about is not the love and fear that we mean in ordinary language when we talk about fear. When you get scared, um, that's not necessarily a negative thing. The negative response is a closing, is a, is a hardening of your energy and your body and your yourself, closing yourself off to the world. So this is when we're talking about the two responses being love and fear. Fear is really the closing off. Um, so, if, if we define it as closing and the loving res love as opening, that's a kind of more, probably a more easier to understand what's being talked about. Or perhaps sometimes I've heard it talked of as hard and, and hard and soft responses. So, if you have a hard response to fear, it is. Um, run away now, or hold really, really still and shiver and shake with fear. Whereas if you have a soft response to fear, it's like, oh, is there something I really should be scared about? What should I do? I'm ready. And maybe I'll respond really well because I have this uh, acceptance and openness to the fear. And in the same way with all the emotions, if you if you take uh, anger, a very hard response to anger is, is violence. Um, a soft response to anger is, is more like a, a frustration that invites people to help. Come on guys, this is so hard. And I'm so frustrated with all this stuff. Let's deal with it. Let's let's get this. Let's get over this issue. And it becomes a kind of passion and charisma. Um, so if we think of emotion in this in this sense that there is the two.
two responses. There's the open response and the closed response. That's another way of um, way of thinking about it that can can be helpful in some cases. Uh, you can call it love and fear if you want, but really, that's that's quite a confusing and difficult to understand way of talking about it. Um, it comes from the Course in Miracles, and the Course in Miracles is a great text, deeply harmonious and and very much an expression of unity consciousness. Um, and when reading the Course in Miracles, you begin to get a sense of particular ways that the words are used and the particular meanings that they have in the context of that book. And, and so it kind of makes sense in that context, but when we take it outside the context of the book, sometimes the people hear it and, and, and don't see the full... Um, don't get the full comprehension of what's meant because they're not seeing haven't gone through the previous steps of understanding the language that is being expressed in the Course in Miracles. Um, it's very much a, a book of comprehending paradoxical topics, and so all of the language is, is difficult and takes some, some work to understand the deep paradoxes that are being discussed. So anyway, there's some interesting things to explore in emotion, different approaches. Of course, in miracles, certainly worth looking into if you haven't already. And I'll speak to you soon.